This is Monday, January 15th. How far does God's grace extend in your way of thinking? Is his grace reserved for those who are good people or people who are trying to be good? What about people far away from God? People defying God or have rejected and cursed God? Years ago, I read the terrific book by Ken Geyer entitled Relentless Pursuit. It tells the story of how God pursued the most unlikely people with his love. One of my favorite stories is of of a man named Francis Thompson. He is known for writing the poem entitled The Hound of Heaven. The poem tells the story of God's pursuit of a person with his grace. God is the bloodhound on the trail of a man he desires to redeem. As hard as the man tries to escape, God pursues. And this is the story of this week in our study that we have called Lost and Found. Here is our text for today, a strange verse, really, from Jeremiah chapter 48, verse 31 to 32. Therefore I wail over Moab. From all Moab I cry out. I moan for the people of Kir Hereseth. I weep for you as Jasser weeps, you vines of Sibma. Now these unusual words come from the prophecy of Jeremiah, and the surprise of this little section is that it reveals the grief and sadness of God over a people being destroyed. When the Babylonians invaded the Middle East, Jerusalem was torn down as a city and the people were displaced. Jeremiah's ministry was to announce what God would do and also to offer the people hope that God would preserve them. They would have a future. But noticed in that text for today, God is mourning the loss of a nation called Moab. This is absolutely stunning. Moab had been no friend of the people of God. They refused to help Israel when Israel came out of Egypt, and they were a source of problems for hundreds of years. In essence, with the struggle to take possession of the land between Egypt and Babylon, Moab will be lost. Now, we understand that God loves his people. What we do not see is that God loves people, all people. We are each made in his image and likeness, and human beings are precious to God. Perhaps we feel like God might love some people, the good people, or the people with their lives together, or who are well-functioning. But we discover that the love of God extends far beyond the borders that we erect, far beyond our sensibilities. He loves generously and with abandon. We learned this last week when we saw how the shepherd left the 99 in the open country and went in search of just that one lost sheep. Each one matters that much to the good shepherd. So yes, even Moab, the perennial enemies of Israel, the neighbors that would not help the Lord's people, God loves them too. He grieves their destruction. Often I am asked where I stand with the conflict between Israel and Hamas. Of course, I abhor terrorism. The evil perpetrated by Hamas is unspeakable. There are no other words to describe it. Inhumane, evil. Yet we need to remember that God also loves the perpetrators. He loves the enemies of his people. 
The loss of any human being is unacceptable. The protection of Israel is necessary for sure. I remember one film coming out of Asia about a martial arts expert. He became famous for his ability to defeat many enemies. And one particular scene in the movie about him, he faces some evil men. It's a violent scene, and he defeats all of them. Then comes the surprise. Immediately, he begins to treat the wounds of the very men who attacked him, and he nurses them back to health. It would seem strange that he would hurt them and then also be present to heal them as well. I think this is the way of grace. Okay, now I want to return to the story of the man who wrote the Hound of Heaven poem. Remember, his name is Francis Thompson. This young man who wrote it grew up hearing about the love of God. He went to college and even medical school, but he never seemed happy. Soon he was living in the streets of London, destitute. Actually, the return address for the parcel of papers that he left with the publisher was a local chemist shop, a pharmacy where this young man would get his opium. You see, when he was 18 years old, his mother gave him for his birthday a copy of the book entitled The Confessions of an English Opium Eater. Of course, this turned out to be an immense mistake. The author of the poem told of the dream or the book told of a dreamlike state induced by opium that stokes the fires of creativity. That 18-year-old boy took the idea to heart and soon he was hopelessly addicted. His addiction led to failed suicide attempts and years of his life lost. But even there, when he was at his worst, he discovered that God was pursuing him. Here's part of his poem. I fled him down the nights and down the days. I fled him down the arches of the years. I fled him down the labyrinthine ways of my own mind. And in the midst of tears, I hid from him. Even with his addiction, God loved him and went in search of him, and he knew this even from the blur of his addiction. I think Jesus tells the lost and found parables to reveal the depth of the love of God and the lengths that he will go to retrieve just one person who has wandered away. Of course, this explains the ministry of Jesus, why Jesus eats with people the religious leaders would have no contact with, and it also explains why there's a cross at the center of the gospel. This is what God does to redeem us, how far Jesus will go to extend his love to us. Let's pray together. God of grace, how can you love the unlovable and forgive the unforgivable? But we know that in Jesus you've done just that. This grace is possible, not only possible, but it's available. Help us to rejoice in what Jesus has done, for in his name we pray, amen.